Guys, today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek in you a special treat every month. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 plus worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. So suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash Denzel and enter code Denzel to save $3 on your new subscription today. Hey, everybody. It's Kamal Bell. And Kevin Avery. I forgot the W. That's how nervous I am about that's this weird. episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little unhinged. I'm a little unhinged. Yeah. yeah. So this is the Spike Lee episode, everybody. I mean, yeah, you have reason to be unhinged. I think we we both are. We're hingeless. That was, uh, that was a crazy, crazy night. <laughs> well, crazy. Well, it's a about lot has be. gone down. It's, it's about to be crazier. Yeah. And so uh, in this episode, we recorded a week ago, just so you know, so... Spike is going to tell the story of how he's about to get the honorary Oscar, but mm-hmm. he doesn't get it yet. So we all have seen the pictures and seen some of the videos since then. We'll talk about that, the videos and stuff next week. Yeah. And uh, also in the, in the interim, Denzel is going to be honored with the Cecil B. DeMille Award. The Golden Globes. At the Golden Globes. Yeah. I think first black person ever honored with that. He's the third. Third. Okay. So it was uh, Sidney Poitier. Of course. Then Morgan Freeman. Oh. And uh, and this, this coming year will be Denzel. Okay. And before we get too deep into this, we have to be clear about this. This episode would not have happened. People like how did this happen yeah it was not my uh sliding into spikes mentions i never slid into his dms just for the no. record it was actually a regular listener who identifies herself as a denzelet janicia francis uh she apparently has worked with spike lee and that's how who she hooked this up so that's who you need to thank uh janicia francis thank you we, we will uh get at janicia j-a-n-i-c-i-a-f and she has a podcast with a friend of hers called T with Queen and Jay, two black ladies talking about the world and themselves. I, I've checked it out. It's good. It's right down Denzel Alley. So check out that podcast. Follow Denzelitz on uh, Twitter, uh, our woman on fire, Liz. And, uh, of course, Igor, uh, the Russians. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Twitter, Rusinov underscore. Uh, and, um, Denzelitz.com. And, uh, and get on the, uh, the Denzel Washington's Greatest Actor of All Time, period, Facebook page. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there and people are having fun with that so. and, and hopefully by the time this goes out it will have been announced and if not keep your eyes open uh, i'm recording a comedy special on december uh uh second in uh brooklyn mm, yeah. look at that Just slipping that in here no, okay breaking all kinds of news so uh go go check that out and enjoy the show welcome to denzel washington is the greatest actor of all time period with Debbie Kamau Bell, no time to insult Kevin Avery <laughs> and the legend himself. We're so glad to have him, one of the greatest directors in the history of cinema, Spike Lee. What's up, young brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're listening good. to the show right now, you it's might good. be good. You guys taking up the ranks. That's what we need. Yeah, keep it going. On. Working on it, man. We're just I'm trying getting to... kind of old, so the young brothers step up. <laughs> Well, we appreciate that. That's what we need. Glad to have you here. Especially from the critical point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have that. You know, it's very rare to have had, you know, black crakes know what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, you had a whole sermon in your head. You skipped. You fast forwarded through the things that you normally say. I saw you rolling through it for a second. Like, do I want to mention names? Yeah. Do I want to start this? Do I want to start it here? Well, you know, this is a this is a critical time for black people. We have some critical people out here talking about stuff. So that's what we need. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah. we need to address stuff from all fronts. Everybody can't be in front of the camera. Everybody has to, you know, do their job. Yeah, keep, and keep so, this thing going. And that's and, what, and, and intelligent, critical analysts of what's happening in the world. Yeah, especially in the arts. Yeah, because so often as an artist. I mean, just looking at if you read the New York Times on Sunday, and they're dealing with our culture and music and dance and film. Rarely is there a person of color who's writing that article. Yeah, and I remember uh, when we're doing the press for Malcolm X, and my main man, the late uh, Ralph Wiley. You know, we said, look, they had lead magazines who wanted to do articles on Malcolm X. I said, look, if you if from all types of magazines. I said, look, if, you, if you're not coming with African-American writer, forget it. And that's, yeah, Ralph Riley wrote, wrote a lot of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We've talked about, obviously, on this show, we've talked about Denzel being the greatest actor of all time, period, which we believe. We know you believe that because we heard you say it on Mike and Mike. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I suspected before that. I didn't, <laughs> that you thought that way. Here's the thing, though. We got to make a distinction. Okay. I think Denzel Washington's the greatest actor alive today. Okay. Michael Jordan's the greatest player that ever lived. <laughs> Basketball player. Oh, so, did you get some pushback from Michael Jordan or somebody? No. Okay. You just, no, but, so, here, but here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. If you put Denzel, and I love D, mm-hmm. could he go toe-to-toe with Paul Robeson? We don't know. Oh, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. could, could Jordan go toe-to-toe with Oscar Robertson? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but their, Oscar doesn't think so. No, Oscar doesn't think so at all. Oscar thinks. But, but, that's, the, but that's the great thing about, I mean, growing up in Brooklyn, I used to get in fights, not fights, but arguments all the time. And I was the only kid in my neighborhood, you know, it was kind of Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. You know, they, we used to get in arguments. These guys, my white friends tell me Mickey Mantle is better than Willie Mays. I'm like, can we curse? Yeah, you can curse, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Mickey Mantle yeah. is not better than Willie Mays. <laughs> Hell to the knob. <laughs> well, if he didn't step in that drain in center field, I said, so what? Willie Mays lost a year, two years in the Army. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. prime. Come on. Yeah. And he walked around being black all the time, yeah. which took with six years off of you. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, That'll take a toll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who you are. Well we, well, we are leaping right into it with Spike Lee, as we, as we knew we would. Uh, so, and I do like to think Denzel could, I, he would try to go toe-to-toe with Paul Rubens, and I don't, you know, who knows, I would like to think he would He would be there. He wouldn't shy away Bert from Williams. it. Burt Williams. You know, oh, yeah. we go back yeah. to the back-back. You know, yeah, he's yeah. A, people sleep on Burt Williams, though. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard with a lot of those actors because there's not really a lot of footage, you know, we can't really look at right. all this stuff. Right. You know, I mean, maybe that's our next podcast. Burt Williams is the best actor of all time, period. You just have to trust us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 but we, did you see say. the film that they discovered that the MoMA has? You should go mm-hmm. over there. Uh, well, it's, uh, I feel it's like I've heard something about. Yeah, it's newly discovered. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's amazing. Uh, George Wolf told me that that was amazing. Oh wow! You should have him on the show. Oh, you, you, George, hey, you, George you understand? Until until you agreed to do it, we were at a different level. So now we can go to, <laughs> we can go to yeah. these bigger Negroes and sort of like and really and get to some other people because you. Nah, were, but uh, here's the thing, though. I heard I never. I'm gonna just keep one. As they say, I'm broken. Why had it? Yes. H U N I T. 
10 times 10, 100. <laughs> so I never heard it, you know, you, and then yeah. I, I listened to it, and I kept listening to more shows. I was like. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you checked it out. Yeah, I checked it out. Okay, all, all right. right. All right. I'm all not right. just coming up here. Just walking off 8th Avenue and 37th Street. <laughs> you don't just got a movie to promote. Just like, well, I'll do, I guess I'll take that too. <laughs> what? That's another nah, thing? No, nah, no, you guys, this is, you, you know, you you know the, the 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 title of the show sounds funny, but you guys discuss well that's the serious thing. things. And who else is speaking about artists like this than you guys? So so it's great. Well, well that's thanks, what we man. found that through talking about Denzel, it's a great entry point to a conversation about diversity in Hollywood. That's and how black you, that, I heard the show that you did, uh, uh, Miss Duvernay on, on Mo yeah. Better Blues. Yeah, you know? so that's how I found out. Yeah, oh real? Okay. Yeah. Someone yeah, that, told me that, that Ava did a show on, on Mo Better. Yeah. I said, what? <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know what the name of the show is about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just had my office downloaded. Wow. That 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 did go around. I I was aware that was going around the uh, black Illuminati. I was aware I could, oh, I could really? hear and then it was Oh, whoa, whoa, no, that's not don't you not use that word. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, the, the black, uh, the upper crust, the 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 the, uh, the uh, ruling du, du class. Bois. Yeah, the talented tenth. The talented tenth. The there we go. Yeah. There we go. All right. The talented tenth. Yes, I, I I was aware. I could. I sort of got wind that it was going through. So I'm glad that was a fun show. Now you guys are doing your thing and, and keep at it. It's going to keep broadening and it's going to yeah. grow. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, yeah, I think it's growing put, as we're sitting put, here right put, now. Put money know, on right. it. Yeah. I'm going to tell people, too. Oh, oh good. Look at that. There we man. go. There Thank we you. go. And that's All right. that's, that's 100. <laughs> uh, so let's let's get into some. We have a lot of questions. We don't have a lot of time. And I certainly, you know, you got, you're got a busy person. You got uh, Chirac coming out soon. Uh, December 4th. December 4th. Uh, you know, you are, there's two people we talked about with this podcast. Like, if we would ever be able to talk to them. One is obviously Denzel, but you're number two. Because of the work you did. Thank Not, you. Other directors have worked with him more than once. But your work is the work that elevated both you guys into, yeah. like, oh, these are the two. Everybody, We have everybody on the show talk about what their top five Denzel Washington movies are. And you can't do a list like that without one of your movies being in there. Usually it's Malcolm X, as you would guess. But there's still— Ava, Ava chose Mo Better. Mo Better. That's what I'm saying. That's, it's, 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 he got game people out there. And, you know— Jake Shellsworth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have so many— But questions. look at the name. Yeah, we got a— uh, Mo Bleak Gilliam. <laughs> Dude, it's— <laughs> This is like— Detroit <laughs> Red. I didn't Detroit make that Red. up. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Shellsworth. Yes. What was his name Inside Man? Uh, oh uh, man! Wow, this is that's like on my list. Forgot. Inside I, Man is on my list. I forgot his name. I don't want to cheat. Detective Frazier. Frazier, yes, right. Frazier. Yeah. Which you did that for Walt Frazier. Walt right? Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it though, uh, what's my man's name? Chewy. Chewetel. I wanted his name to be Detective Monroe. And that's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hell no. <laughs> so I mean, that's the uh, thing we talk about we talk the names. About. The names. It's it's yeah. the, it's the, it's so funny that that Gator. Gator, Gator, <laughs> Gator Purify. Oh, Flipper Purify. Is Flipper the, Purify. That was, that's my number that's, one Spike Lee movie. Yeah. I've talked about that before. That's how you, names are how you know you're in a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, names are not to be trifled with. You don't just go, uh, John Smith, and then uh, Big Sally's. Brother Almighty. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> man, I forgot know. about that. That takes me right back to like, oh, it's man. a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, yes. That's how you know. Names. I went to Tuskegee. so Sweet I, Dick Willie? Yeah. <laughs> Tuskegee? Folks are talking about Big Brother Almighty all the time. Did you pledge? I did not. My, my whole family is Greek. My brothers uh, and my dad are alphas and my mom's an AKA. Cool. I was, the, I was uh, in theater. A couple, <laughs> years, a couple years, I would go to that Thanksgiving classic, Tuskegee, against mm. uh, Alabama State. 
I keep well, I keep missing our homecoming. This past two weekends ago, the same day, Morehouse, Spelman, and Clark College all had their homecoming. Oh wow! The same weekend. That's wow. Atlanta was on. Fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not since Gone with the Wind has oh, Atlanta burned. <laughs> like that. And day. they burned it down. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Freaknik all over again. Yeah, now. right. Oh man. So I want to just leap right into this. Mm-hmm. So we ask everybody for their top five Denzel Washington movies. And I feel like we could ask you that and you could list the four you did with him and then throw in another five, another fifth. I gotta I gotta put Glory in there. Okay, so can we And can we, we know ask, that we know that yeah. one tier did it. Yes. yes. Glory <laughs> tier. The glory tier. Are you tier. kidding me? So can, so can we get five from you that aren't ones you directed? Soldier Story. Okay. Soldier Story. Already said Glory. You said Glory. Yeah. Hurricane. Hurricane. All right. so that's, that's three. Flight. Flight. Is that four or five? That's four. I like the Man- Manchurian Candidate too. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me see. I mean, I love him. Everything, but you, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gave me. You gave I mean, me you, five. that's a challenge. We've never challenged anybody else to that. So, because you know, obviously, we nobody's going to fault you for liking him in the movie. Like, you like did. when yeah. I said in that clip of Mike and Mike, I said, "I'm waiting on." It's been a minute. What year was Inside Man? Inside Man mm. was. Uh, we're looking at 2006, so we're coming up on 10 years next year. Damn, Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> You heard Come it, on, here. baby. What's <laughs> up with number cinco? Yeah, yeah. You heard it right here on Denzel oh, Washington's great actor of all time. Period. God it's damn. Spike Lee. It's been, uh, that's the longest gap ever. Yeah. What's up, my brother? <laughs> I thought we were cool. I thought we were good. Come on, D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Do you boy. feel? Oh, you know what? It's funny though. I spoke to Denzel lately, and, and I was talking about his son. Yeah. Malcolm Davis is killing it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. And then. I said, John David. John David, excuse yeah. me. His, his other son is Malcolm. Mm. In fact, John David's first acting role was in Malcolm X. He's one of those kids that stands up and says, Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Malcolm X. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot about And he's a Morehouse man, too. Oh. Yeah, that's right. But I said, Denzel, are you telling me the only way I'm going to get you in a film at the right, right a, a role for you, Pauletta? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your whole family? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's come to, brother? <laughs> is that what it's come to? Got to well, well, family, Pauletta's, I mean, she's very talented. And she's starting but, to act again. I yeah, mean, yeah. Now that the kids are getting grown. Malcolm's at AFI, American oh, wow. Film Institute. His oh, wow. daughter is uh, doing the, or yeah, she, was recently doing like a theater run out Yeah, she here. won, she won, got nominated for the Delco Award. Yeah. So oh, everyone's wow. doing that thing. So, so just to take us back to the beginning of when did you first realize before you worked with Denzel that you wanted to work with him? I mean, he was already a co- up and coming actor, but I feel like he. Well, I saw what was it? What was the name of the TV show? Saint Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Saint Elsewhere. I mean, that's yeah. where I first saw him. Then I would see him in a. He was a lot in the New York theater too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But he did this play with Ro- with uh, Ruby D called Checkmates, mm-hmm. hmm. and then before that. I saw Denzel off-Broadway playing Malcolm X when chickens come home to roost. There's a clip of that somebody found on YouTube mm-hmm. that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So people understand he played Malcolm yeah. before we did the film. Yeah. So, you know, I would see him around, <clears throat> and Mo Better was the film that followed Do the Right Thing. So, you know, I was he was just... Top of mind. Yeah. I mean, did you have anybody else in not mind for Malcolm X, or was it just, it was just him? No, because he, you guys, you don't know that, that a, a, a guy, a producer named Marvin Wirth, mm-hmm. who, who managed Lenny Bruce and a bunch of other people, bought the rights 
from Alex, from the autobiography Malcolm X is told to Alex Haley mm-hmm. and the late great Dr. Vesha Bass, mm. Malcolm's widow. So they've been trying to, they've been trying to make Malcolm X for 20 years. At yeah. one time, uh, Richard Pryor was going to play. Oh, wow. Whoa. Malcolm X, a whole bunch of people. So when I came along, I didn't even, even know about the project till it got announced that Norman Jewison was going to direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's I remember reading about this. Like you, you were, and you were like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you went on the press and campaign for it. Well, I did, and then Marvin says, "Spike, just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to sit down. I want you. I want yourself, Norman Jules, and I to sit down and talk." And he said, "Just, just state your case." So I met with Norman. And graciously, he bowed out. He didn't have to do that because he had, he had, he had already done a soda story yeah. Yeah, yeah, which with is Denzel. Film. And yeah. then he did Hurricane afterwards. Yeah, I feel like he did Hurricane to sort of get, to scratch his Malcolm X itch. Like it's sort of a mm-hmm. very similar tale. So yeah. that's how it happened. Wow, so, so, no so, that, cause so Malcolm I, X, they've been trying to make that for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And so you did. So it was just your. It was always going to be Denzel for because I know I remember. T- I mean, it wasn't. Reading. It wasn't my choice. It, oh, it he was Den- already. It was already in. He was already in the mix. He was. Okay. He was. He had the job. Mm-hmm. Is it Warner Brothers? Mm-hmm. And Norman Jewison was going to direct the film. Okay. Huh. And he bowed out. For, and so because I remember he, here back then, like Lawrence Fishburne wanted the role, but there, that was already that had already passed. That. It was Denzel's film. Okay. <laughs> well, let's. We, I thought we were gonna do that later, but let's. We're just gonna go with the where the, yeah. where the spirit is taking us, where the good Lord is taking us. <laughs> that performance of Malcolm X is one of the greatest performances in the biopic ever committed to film. Now that we say uh, digital, but <laughs> a film. I mean, what he did. Moving pictures, we'll call and it. And there were so many. And here's the thing. The reason why that role is so hard is because he's playing Malcolm Little, mm-hmm. Detroit Red, mm-hmm. Malcolm X, yeah. El Haj, Malik Shabazz. Okay. <clears throat> so he's playing four different characters. Mm-hmm. And he has to, that's, that is so hard to do. Let me tell you, here's the thing about us as a people. People know that we're very talented. But we don't get enough credit for our craft and hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard this stuff. You know, the black athletes, we come out of the womb dunking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I remember, you know, Larry Bird was at the Boston Garden. He was here at 6 a.m. on the parquet floor <laughs> and shot 10,000 free throws. But magic didn't work. No, no, Kareem no. Kareem didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know. Natural ability. Natural yeah. ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they try to get us. Doesn't even have to practice. Yeah. Miles didn't practice. Yeah. He they What? He didn't go to Juilliard? Yeah. 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 out. Yeah. we go down the line. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. great artist is like... We just have, we're naturally gifted. Yeah, yeah. Look, you can have, there's many people got got gifts, but yeah, it's got to work. Yeah. And as the jazz fr- phrase, you got a woodshed. Yes. yes. And Denzel Woodshed. A year, Denzel, Denzel told his agent, a year before the camps were roll, I am not taking any more jobs. Wow. Which is not something your agent wants he, to hear. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. He took, he cleared his slate for a year to prepare. What did that do? What did he do? All right, I'm playing a Muslim. I can't eat pork anymore. Whoa, wow. Method. I can't drink alcohol anymore. I got to learn how to read 
of the Quran, read Arabic. I need to know how to, to pray in Arabic. I mean, he devoted himself. It took it. It was a year. Look, that thing that what you saw on screen, they don't do that shit overnight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a year in motherfucking. Preparation. It's funny, and like you said, you hear about De Niro all the time. That's the yeah. legend of De Niro. He always does, which he's great. He's great, but it's always about how he's method and does all the work. You yeah. don't hear that about Denzel in the same way. You don't because he's naturally gifted. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. We just come out the womb. Yeah, just came out the womb. <laughs> came out the womb doing Malcolm X speeches. Yeah. <laughs> you've been bamboo. You've been tough. <laughs> yeah. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. This baby's not crying. Let us pray. This is what he does. Yeah. Run them up! They're boozled! Well, then you know that, like, we've taken that speech and that's how we rate Denzel movies. We mm. break it down. Like, that's the, uh, the, the number one is Ben Took. If you yeah. think it's a one star Denzel movie, which rarely happens, you've been Took. Two star Led Astray. Yeah. Three star Hoodwink. Hoodwink. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Hoodwink. You can give, give it a Hoodwink. Give it a Hoodwink. Give it a Hoodwink. Four stars. That's a great way to say <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun so way to say it. So, what's, what's the number one? Of uh, number five, number four, the five stars is bamboozled. bamboozled. I've got the movie bamboozled me. Yeah. <laughs> I just get, and then number six, which is like the highest level, which is if like. If it just yeah, exceeds what. The highest would, level of yeah. Denzel, of, uh, of Denzelishness, which we say Denzelishness, this is what, what he does. Do mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So there were so many times while we were shooting Malcolm X where we had to pinch ourselves. Because we thought we were seeing the reincarnation of Malcolm X. There's one specific scene. It's a scene, I forgot. Our man was the scene where we had the big painted portrait of Honorable Elijah Muhammad played by the great, great, great Al Freeman Jr. Who looked Do- like him. Who just, yeah, who yeah. doesn't get his due. Yeah. You know, he taught for many years drama at Howard University. Oh, wow. Great, great actor. And there was, it was that scene with the portrait of Al Freeman Jr. and... The speech is like eight pages. So usually a page is one minute. 35 millimeter mags are 10 minutes. So the monitor is off to the side. I'm looking at Denzel. I'm standing next to my man, the great, great Ernest Dickers. Oh, yeah. You got to give Ernest Dickers some some love. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. No, yes. Ernest and I were classmates. He shot all my films. And when he grabbed film school, he shot for me. School days, do the right thing, mo better. No, she's going to have it. School days, do the right thing. Well, better jungle through for Malcolm X. Yeah. After Malcolm X, he went on direct uh, Tupac and Juice. Yeah, Juice, oh, Juice. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. So anyway, I'm standing next to Ernest, and he's like, we, he tells me we're about to spike. The film's about to roll out. And so I'm looking at my script, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm getting ready to say cut, mm-hmm. where the, the, the speech ends, because all the speeches mm-hmm. were... Denzel's, I mean, excuse me, where Malcolm's actual speeches. Yeah, yeah. And so we get the last line, and it keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) And the stuff he's saying is better than the words Malcolm had said himself. So Ernest looking at me like, I'm like, look, I'm not going to call cut. (laughs) Oh, man. And so I had to call cut when all the film. When there's no more film. When there's no more film in the mag. Yeah. So I went up with Denzel. I said, Denzel, what was that? He said, Spike, I don't know what I just said. Oh, wow. Dang. And, and, and here's, here's a smart thing about Denzel. 
which I'm not going to name names, but a lot of people have done biopics, mm-hmm. and they felt all they had to do was look like him, look like the person, and t- impersonate. Uh, we all know who you're talking I, and, and person, about. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not say any names. No, 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 no. It's all love. So we all know there are people who've done biopics and do do a little makeup thing and the voice, and that's it. Yeah. But Denzel knows Denzel knew that that would be approach that just get you surface. So Denzel, yeah. he told me this. I had, he said, Spike, with the diet and the drink, all this stuff, I had to put myself physically, mentally, and spiritually in a state that the spirit of Malcolm could come Ooh. into me. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. The extra two minutes on screen after the speech was over. Yeah. yeah. The spirit of El Mahaz Malik Shabazz, the spirit of Malcolm X, entered him. Wow. That is why he cannot even tell me the words he said. He said, Spike, if my life depended upon it, I cannot tell you what I said at the end. Damn. <sighs> I mean, that's and, the thing. And this, on my mother's grave, <laughs> this is the truth. He, that's what he told That's you know? why we had to pinch ourselves. Yeah. We thought yeah. we were seeing the reincarnation of Malcolm X before our eyes. So May God my, and my mother, late mother, be my witness. Uh, and, and here's my question, because I remember when the when the DVD came out, and I think there's been a couple of collections. Is it, when are you going to put all that uh, extra footage on a, yeah. on a DVD for the Criterion collection? Because <laughs> I keep going like, I just want to see all the, I don't care. I just want to see it until the film cuts him mm-hmm. off. The, was, the first cut was four hours. When are you going to put that out? I mean, you know Maybe what's the, uh, Here's the thing, though. People, people don't notice. At the time, there were two presidents of Warner at the time, Terry Semmel and Bob Daly. The first print, every time, the first time they saw the film, the film was, like, I think four hours. Yeah. And, again, may God be my witness. We showed the film to Bob Daly and Terry Semmel the day of the Rodney King verdict. Ooh. Ooh, boy. Ooh, that's a, so, yeah. so the mm. day they watch Malcolm X and the Man. screen in L.A. is not funny. But L.A., <laughs> but LA I'm not even calling it a riot. It's yeah, a yeah. resurrection. Yeah, yeah. L.A. is burning up. Yep. And throughout the film, the secretaries came and hand them notes. Because I know there was a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And a lot. How are we going to get out of here? Yeah, 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 yeah. But to their credit, Terry Semmel and Bob Daly stayed. Even now, when L.A. was up in front of uh, uh, sections of L.A. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Not yet, not all of L.A. They stayed to the end. Wow. They stayed to the end. Uh, it's funny. Uh, when you I mean, the day, it. the first day, see Malcolm X and stuff, we're seeing yeah. on the screen. No, it's was it, happening. Yeah. Was that the point you decided to put the Rodney King at the front of the... Of, or was that no, that was before. Okay, okay. That was before. Okay. So, it's funny. The thing, I just want to say real quick, when you said the thing about Denzel not knowing what he said, there's a John Coltrane story about how a woman shows him a solo he played mm-hmm. during a song. Same thing. And mm-hmm. he was like, he looked at it and like, I couldn't play that in my life. He, I only said that, but he said, I couldn't play that. That's too hard. Yeah. Even though it was a solo he played. So, it's that same thing about like when you're in the zone. When you're <clears throat> athletes, yeah. musicians... When you're in a zone, you don't know what you're doing. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's, it's something, yeah. it's the spirit 
but you gotta be open to it. Yeah. yeah. Because your vessel yeah. ain't right. <laughs> if you ever done the work, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you, if they, you ever been you shedding, might, you might think you're in the zone. Yeah. But, uh-uh. Like those NBA players who are three for ten. I'm in the zone. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You just playing. But I mean, you playing. mentioned <laughs> the you know the glory tier, and he talked about in glory how he went away. He said, "I prayed to the ancestors and mm. just you know said, all right, I just need you to give me something.'" And then he went back out there. Ed, Ed's and, Wick. Yeah, right. and and you know went out there and and did his thing. And so, what, what Denzel movie would you like to have directed that is somebody else directed? Is there a movie you like? I would have liked to. Not that you're saying that they did a bad job. I'm just saying that you're like, is there something you're like? I would have loved to have had a shot with me and Denzel doing that. At one point, I was trying to get to do American Gangster oh, after after oh, wow. uh, what's his name? They fired. Uh, I don't know who they fired. Magnificent huh? Seven. Oh, oh, Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, he got fired from Oh, oh. No, I didn't know that. Uh, I was trying to do that, but they, then they brought in uh, the Scott, uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that wasn't on your list of top five movies. I didn't know if you, is that because of hard no. films, but like a... No, I mean, I like the film. Yeah, no, it's a, we all, I mean, we always talk about, and I will say names, that when I watch American Gangster, I kind of would like to release it, this, the Denzel only edition. No, no offense, Russell Crowe. But it's a, like it's that thing where it's like Denzel is so hard in that movie. It's so powerful that you know I find myself with during the Russell Crowe scenes like this is good, but I'd like to get back to Frank Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what that's about, you know. So. Gotta have a white co-star. Well, let's okay. We 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 can talk about Malcolm X for the whole. But let's since we sort of did segue into jazz a little bit. Let's talk about Mo Better Blues was the first movie. The Mo Better makes it Mo Better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now you uh, is this movie? You know, you'd seen Denzel in in uh, Saint Elsewhere. Is this a thing where you were like, let's bring him into audition, or was it just, hey man? What do you think? You want to do that? Or, you know, what was the process of bringing him on board with Mo Better Blues? I think I sent him the script. Mm-hmm. So Mo Better Blues is really about uh, you know, my father. My father, the jazz musician, Bill Lee, who had done, you know, scores for all my films at NYU. Then he did school days. Excuse me. She's going to have his school days, mm-hmm. do the right thing. Mo Better was the last film that we worked together. After that, it was Terrence Blanchard, the great Terrence Blanchard. And his score for Chirac is killing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you killing. came straight from, from editing, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Doing the last touches. So uh, I grew up in a jazz household. And also I'm a big sports fan. So the whole premise of Mo Better Blues comes from sports. Because I've always... You know, you grew up with sports, you read about, I mean, you grew up just loving sports. Mm-hmm. You always come upon these athletes, sometimes great athletes, who get their career and then injury. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're an athlete, whatever sport it is, you've been doing that, I mean, for the most part. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of exceptions, always exceptions, but for the most part, you started playing when you were five, six, seven years old. Yeah. And that's when you decided this is what I'm going to do. And so your whole life has been devoted to that sport. I just put a twist on it. What happens if a musician yeah. gets yeah. a career-ending injury? And yeah. trumpet players, you know, yeah. them lips. Yeah, yeah them lips, them lips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the great Terrence Blanchard. So it, you, people know this. In, in Mo Better Blues, when you hear Denzel playing, that's Terrence Blanchard. Yeah. Hmm. When you hear uh, Wesley playing, that's Branford Marsalis. 
Oh, wow. Well, we talked about that during the Ava DuVernay episode about how I remember watching that movie and I was probably like, I was, you know, a teenager and I watched the movie and I was like, I want to be those black people. I want to be in that club. <laughs> like the club just looks so cool. Yeah. Like I still haven't been in that club. Like I just feel like it just, and you created what, this. That's those guys said to me, Spike, the real depositions. We haven't been like, we been in a club like that either. <laughs> <laughs> not, not since 1955, yeah. baby, when it was black. But, but so, we yeah. wanted, but here's the thing though, because if you looked at, uh, what was, the, what was the Clint Eastwood film? Oh, Bird. Bird and the other one, the Tavernier film. Midnight. Oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, Around Midnight. Around Midnight. If you look at those films, it's raining every scene. Mm-hmm. Only shot at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Sort of creating jazz as a depressing set. Yeah. Yes, or depressed artists. Yeah. No joy. Mm-hmm. No love. I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. because if Fort Greene, I don't know if you ever saw uh, 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 Nelson George's film. uh, Oh, yeah, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where I'm from. But Fort Greene was happening. Yeah. Uh Wynton was there. Uh, Branf was there. Terrence, Donald Harrison. I mean, then then you had Rosie, myself, Chris Rock, Weston. We all lived in this... Yeah, and wow. Fort Green broke this. I yeah. mean, it was like that was not. It was I not want, a depressing, sad yeah. time. I mean, look, I'm not saying that wasn't true, but I want to show another aspect, mm-hmm. another aspect of it. So, yeah. cats were sharp. Yes, the great mm-hmm. costumes by Ruthie Carter. Yeah, those, I those mean, clothes. Yeah. The clothes, Ooh, man. Like, I I couldn't pull off any of those suits, but I liked them. <laughs> you know, them cats dressed, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, they were raggedy. Yeah. They were sharp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I tried and, and, to pull it and off. And they had women, too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Come yeah. Come on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's clear. I mean, yeah, that was, that was one of the movies I said, uh, who's, uh, who plays uh, Clark? Tina Williams. Yeah. yeah. That was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I think this, I think I like ladies. This is <laughs> <laughs> feeling some feelings as I watch this movie. Yeah, her song, her song Harlem Blues. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. She was great. And then just that movie is packed with so many actors who, I mean, this is a credit to you, that you have, I mean, it's like... The young Wesley Snipes, young Denzel, Sam Jackson even managed to sneak up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, John Turturro. Like it's it's like Bill a, Nunn. Bill yeah. Nunn. Yeah, he it's like bottom hand hammer. Yeah, <laughs> the, the base. And then of course uh, Robin Harris. Like it's it's like, it's an all star. Oh, let me tell a story. The set beneath Underdog's name of the of the club, mm-hmm. which is uh, Charlie Mingus's name, is autobiography. So, anytime. Robin Harris was scheduled to appear for it, but to appear on the on camera. Even if you were, even if you weren't working, you came to set that day. It's really, it's, it's, it's Robin Harris died too slow. Yeah, you might know Robin Harris more as Sweet Dick Willie in uh, in Do the Right Thing, but yeah. he was so funny, and. He could get on your ass. <laughs> he said, I don't care about. I don't fuck you, Denzel. <laughs> fuck you, Wesley. Robin Harris, 
Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious, hilarious, yes. hilarious. And just and uh, like I said, it just also felt like, get some love, to my sister. Joie yeah, your Lee. sister, your sister. Oh yeah, Joaquin sent the love interest. Of, how how's she doing? I feel like I don't. You know, she's she, teaching acting good. at, at uh, school of visual arts. Man. Oh, good, good. Because suppose people, she's there's people who are ungoogleable. <laughs> like I feel like every now and again, I'm like, wait, I just want to know she's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's yeah. good. She's good, good. Good. She's great. Them. I mean, she holds it down. As I mean, the end of that movie is one of the sweetest. It's complicated, but it's just the whole where he goes back to her. Right. I mean, the, the, the coda. Talk about that. The coda to that movie. Some people would have ended it when he walks out of the club but realizes he can't play anymore. Some people would have ended it when they hug at that last scene and where she says he's, where she accepts him. But you took it all the way through the birth of the kid mm-hmm. and then to wrap it up where it's a callback to the beginning of the movie. Talk about that thought process there. Well, I really want to show that uh, he had learned. Mm. Because he was forced to play the trumpet, mm-hmm. and he was he wasn't gonna do that to his son. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to play trumpet, okay, but I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. have him up here practicing six hours a day, not able to run up and down the street. You yeah. know, have a childhood. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it's in a. It's. I mean, and I, I want to give you credit too, because I think especially for that era of movies when I was because the age I was. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Chicago. Actually, Chicago. I was in Chicago at that point. And then I went to college in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, Hyde Park, but so not really. South Side? Yeah, yeah, not really. <laughs> Hyde Park is South Side. <laughs> where the University of Chicago is, so I'm not trying to get any credit on that. It was, and, and, you know. And, and let's, let's give a moment to our young brother, Tyshawn Lee, nine years old, mm-hmm. executed. 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 Yes. Two shots in the back of the head. Uh, numerous shots to the body. He's being buried. I don't know when you guys are airing this. This will be in two weeks. Been, uh, yeah, so like not well, this Thursday, but next Thursday. Well, he's been buried. Tomorrow is tomorrow's date. Tomorrow is the, uh, the, 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 the 10th. The 10th. Yes, tomorrow he'll be buried at St. Sabina Church, presided over by the great, great Father Michael Flager. Yeah, who's been and, uh, who's been on the front Front, the, line. front lines. Yeah. And who's so, a, who's a Nick, uh, who's a, who his credit in Chirac is... Spiritual advisor and consultant, <laughs> Father Michael Flake. Well, we definitely want to talk about Chirac before we get you out of here. So, but so we and you know, and yes, and certainly we support the. It's a lot going on. So we can make this. Chicago. We can make this a two-part show. Do you? Do you, you have no what? idea? This yeah. is. You, you, have, gotta, you have no idea. We we're, we're really trying to hold it to an hour. We're trying to respect your time. Yeah. We could just sit here because <laughs> there's there's so much to cover. Uh, so. So, so I just want to say this because I think it's important to know this too. Like the, those movies, like I read the autobiography of Malcolm X because I knew the movie was coming out, and I was like, I want to know what I'm. You know what I mean? And that was one of the major goals we wanted to do. We wanted people not just rely on the movie. Yeah, pick up. I absolutely read Malcolm's own words. I don't, leave, yeah. don't leave up to Spike Lee you yeah. know, or Denzel. Yeah. Read the words yeah. that he said to the great Alex Haley. Yeah, I mean the yeah. title is. The autobiography of Malcolm X as told to yeah. Alex mm-hmm. Haley. Yes. So I, I feel like I was and then with, with Mobita Blues, I became interested in jazz because you that movie, you between you and Denzel, it looked like, oh, this is a world I need to be a part yeah. of. And that's how like I still listen to listen to jazz this day. Hey Denzel, it's you're listening to a conversation Kamau and I had with Spike Lee a week ago. But uh, as you can tell, we were so excited that we actually forgot to uh, take an ad break, leave a space for the ads that you that you all uh, love so much. So uh, check out this ad right here, and then we'll be back with more Spike Lee.
Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 plus worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash Denzel and enter code Denzel to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month there's a different theme, which are all inspired by classic movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture franchises. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, and many more. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from The Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that'll help their winners emerge victorious. So whether you're risking your life in battle or taking no prisoners in the wasteland, our loot will be at your side to help keep things interesting. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. Did we mention they ship to over 13 different countries, too? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it, it's over. So, go to LootCrate.com slash Denzel and enter code Denzel to save $3 on your new subscription today. Hey everybody, it's W. Kamal Bell. Uh, we're going to pick up the conversation again that we had with Spike Lee a week ago. Enjoy. Let's uh, let's move. Let's. I don't know if we're in, we're not in chronological order anymore, but let's get to He Got Game. Ooh, yeah. Jake Shuttlesworth. Jake Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. I'm no, just, whoa. The, yeah. Jesus Ray Allen. Yeah. Denzel yeah. <laughs> is Jake. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Jake Shuttlesworth. So I just was. This is not off topic a little bit, but I'm watching that. We watched that movie for the podcast. We reviewed it with Omar Dorsey. And the thing that I w- I'm impressed, so much more impressed Ooh. now than back then, Omar, Omar Dorsey. Dorsey is in the movie Selma, actor, uh, played James Orange in Selma. Okay. Uh, the thing that, uh, that is so impressive to me about that is at the time, I remember going, why, why Ray Allen? I mean, he's a good player, da da da. And now to look back and go, oh, because he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like <laughs> he'll did, be in the Hall of Fame. He'll be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll no, it's no uh, question he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Did you? What was the thought behind casting him versus? It could have been Allen Iverson. Could have been Kobe Bryant. All right. Allen Iverson one audition. Okay. Kobe said no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Spike Lee, no to keep it real. No, no here's the thing, though. No. Glad you brought it up, though. One of my pet peeves with basketball films is that they get actors to play basketball players. Mm-hmm. And the role, when I wrote this script, he got game. Jesus Shuttlesworth is the number one prospect in the United States of America. Yeah. There is no motherfucking actor <laughs> that's going to have the skills yeah. or be believable. Yes. I don't know if you know where I sit, where my seats are in Mass Square Garden. I, I think I've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sit courtside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've heard. Yeah, there, are 40, I saw, I, there are 41 home games. Yes. I not want to be clowned by every visiting team that oh, <laughs> <laughs> came to Mass Square Garden, the world's most famous when it says Spike. That movie was butt. What, what, what was Cooper Gooding Jr. doing yeah. as number one basketball player in America <laughs> yeah. or, or Morris Chestnut? Yeah. <laughs> I, I made this film had to pass the criteria of the players yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So I knew we had to get a player. So what did I do? Number one, I looked at all the players that were graduating from college or leaving early. Yeah. 
Then I went through every team, every roster NBA, and looked at players on those 30, 31, whatever the lead number was then back then before yeah. expansion, who looked young enough that they could be a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. So I made my list and went out to the stuff, you know, Stephen Marbury didn't want to audition. He, he felt the film was about his, him just oh, because yeah, he chose yeah. Abraham Lincoln, same match yeah, we went to, yeah. and the Brooklyn connection. AI didn't want to audition. Yeah. And we kept bringing Ray back. Another thing that, that people don't know, basketball season, season is 82 games, but it goes over eight months of period. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so... Those players need to, when the season's over, they need to rest. Yeah, yeah. But Ray, his whole off season was on the film. The day we finished, oh man, he had to go to camp for the next year. Oh man, he was with the Milwaukee wow. Bucks back then. Wow. So no of those players, nobody else be auditioned, wanted to show that commitment. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And, and, somebody- and I see, you know, I have a house in. Marlon's Vane, Ray's over there in the summer, too, because he, he lives in Connecticut and Miami. And so we were talking in the summer. You know, that's the thing I want to say. He got game two. Yes. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> that's number Rosario's six. Rosario's in. Five. Oh. Ray's in. Oh. We just need Denzel to come. Oh, that's the, that should be the fifth movie. He got game two. Is it, would that be your first? That would be your first sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got game two. So And how does Denzel I mean, have you have you have you thrown it out there? I hint we've hinted, but there's no way this film's get financed if Denzel's not in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't. Yeah, mm. that's the so well and there's a there's a famous wow. story and I feel like we want we've heard it from other people, but here from the from you. Uh the one on one game. Yes. All right. Another thing people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The name of this episode, I know, right? <laughs> With Spike Lee and another thing. Another people, don't know. people, another thing you don't know. Denzel was on the junior varsity team at Fordham, mm-hmm. and his coach was PJ Carissimo. Oh, PJ uh, got choked by Sprewell. The one that got choked by Sprewell. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Denzel to this day still thinks he could play basketball. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So in the script that I wrote, yes. Jesus is supposed to beat his father <laughs> in a one-on-one 15 to 0. Oh, as Ray Allen should be able to beat Denzel Washington. Yeah. So Ray, this is his first film. He thought, well, Spike wrote it. Yeah. So that means I gotta win 15 and nothing. Yeah, yeah. Denzel's like, fuck that! <laughs> I'll give a fuck what Spike wrote. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck Spike Lee. Fuck the script. I'm scoring a basket. Fuck Spike Lee. Fuck the script. Fuck the producers. Fuck the continuity director. I don't care if this fucks up the film. I don't give a fuck. I'm scoring a basket. Oh my god. So Denzel gets the ball and he's throwing up some humble shit and it's going in. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and then I think Denzel scored like four baskets. And Ray Allen said, time out. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> Script said. <laughs> and I said, I said, right? 
<laughs> I got nothing to do with this. Yeah, I got nothing to do with this. Yeah. I'm and just watching the game. And Denzel just scored <laughs> yeah. another basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball's a moral victory for Denzel. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you he can scored see. scored four baskets on the NBA, a great NBA yeah. player. A, Hall of Fame, a future Hall of Famer. I feel like you can see famer. when he scores that first basket, like Ray Allen go, wait, what the? Who the? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just, you're just sitting courtside again in another game. Oh, like, what I've a never great, seen a game like this. What a great game to sit courtside. True story. Oh, my God. In the script, Denzel's. In the script, he's supposed to lose 15 a zip. Wow, and Denzel was having I mean, 11 a zip. Yeah, Denzel was having none of it. Yeah. Yeah, we've heard this over, but it's crazy. It's none. In you the, in. It's better to hear from the guy who was there when it happened. Like, did, you have any, like did you have any sort of like, Denzel, you're going to screw this up? Like, did you have any? No. It made the movie better. Yeah, yeah. Why? It made, it, it made the scene better. Why eleven to zero? Why did you? No, that's you wrote you, it. No, that's what you play. One on one, eleven. No, but I mean, what in the script? Why? In other words, why did you want him to beat just you know you d- beat his father? Him. Yeah, he's still angry at his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He still is not at that point. He can't look at his father and not see see that you murdered my mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's only at the end that that uh, that's why. Of all my endings, we've had some crazy endings. But of all my endings, yeah. the one that people really don't understand is when a Denzel throws the ball. Oh. No, excuse me. When excuse me, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. When Ray Allen, Giuseppe, throws the ball from yeah. arena. Yeah. You go up in the sky and you see it fall into right uh, Attica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He threw the ball. That was that was the you know yeah, it's yeah. uh the, the what's circle, the word the circle the, the circle's completed full, cir- the... full circle no but uh, the arc yeah the arc but uh I'm, I'll come to it that's <laughs> yeah. right that's all right the uh, the metaphor the metaphor oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah yeah there you go there we go <laughs> come on Spike <laughs> come on come on come on you college the educated metaphor. come on you college educated Negroes two of us sitting here going because yeah, well, well, people more love out. that film but like Spike. Still today, Spike, I love, dude. I love he got game. But what the fuck was up with that ending? Yeah. <laughs> I, to me, it felt like this is, this, yeah. there's, you know, there's an art to this, and you are an artful director. And so I think people get used to the fact that sometimes your movies run right at them. Like, you're like, mm-hmm. they're just, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like an NFL running back. I'm just coming straight at, it's like Jim Brown. And sometimes like, there's, that's a good, yeah, yeah. Example. Sometimes you're Jim Brown. Yeah, and greatest football you, player ever. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you do that thing, who's the Detroit Lions guy where it's like Jukes and uh, Barry, uh, Sanders. Barry Sanders? Yeah, Sanders. sometimes like, well, wait, what or happened? Before that, Gail Sayers. Yeah, so sometimes right. it's a little bit that. But that also felt like it was sort of, it's like his anger, he had let it go. Yeah. And that's what that was about. Yeah, it's, also, it's all tied in. And mm-hmm. then when you get down to it, he got game as a father-son film. Mm-hmm. A film about a father and a son. And, and, and forgiveness, you know. Yeah. The death of the mother it was an accident, mm-hmm. but... He couldn't get past the fact that uh, it's still the himself death, it's and still his the sister. Death, yeah, it's still the death of his mother. It doesn't matter. And, and, and he had to, really, he had, he, had to come, he had to become the father. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, we got to talk about this. Of course. Uh-oh. What year? Look, look it up. What year was he got game? Nineteen ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Do you remember the recruiting scenes? And he got game. Yeah. Yeah, you have coaches. There's coaches, and there's a the, the assistant coaches who are strippers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about this stuff that happened in Louisville recently? Yeah, what? 
yeah, no, that's no, right, no, yeah. No, that they that there is some guy who's associated with the team came out and said we spent like ten thousand dollars and some woman who's like, I had my daughter, I sent my daughter to have sex with the players and it's it's ugly. You it's, Google it. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's like oh it's yeah. It's gonna. It's it, and Rick Pitino's like I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah, you don't know nothing oh, about man. none of it. Yeah. So it's like thousands of dollars spent on exotic dancers and strippers and for to recruit for players. Incoming. For, yes. Because the because we, well, we had that. What year was he got game? Ninety eight. What year is this? Two thousand fifteen, sir. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. Wow. Gonna, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, that wasn't a surprise to me to see that in the film. Uh, but no, but to know film, that it there's becomes, a sense oh, that, But to, a, people said that shit was yeah. fairy tales when it came out. Yeah. 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 It's, just, it's just crazy to think of it as it, as an industry in and of itself now, like what you're describing, like, holy oh, no. shit. It's, yeah, no, it's that's, that's billion-dollar industry. Yeah, and, and, and they don't pay the players. Oh, you heard what happened to University of Missouri? Yeah, uh, today? Yeah. The, co- the president stepped down. Yeah. Yeah. President stepped down. Yeah. I didn't know. He, yeah, I didn't realize he stepped down. It's, an, it's a new civil rights movement. We don't, we don't have time to wait. Here's the thing that's interesting. Because usually, big time college campuses, the black athletes, whether on the basketball team, on the football team, are put on the pedestal. So the stuff that might happen to other black students mm-hmm. ain't going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that these black athletes said, you know what? They're not doing it to me, but they're doing it to my classmates. Mm-hmm. We can't allow this. Yeah. That's something I think that social media has helped in some sense because, like, even you're aware of the struggle of other black people in a more profound yeah. way, that yeah. even if it's not happening to you. And so that especially on a college campus – those athletes used to be sequestered, right? Mm-hmm. But now they may be sequestered, but they see their they see black people tweeting about it or yeah, that Instagramming about it. Not that far, you know, Missouri, you know, Ferguson, so yeah, yeah, uh, no, it's, St. It's Louis, Missouri, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so. and we and we're in the middle of like you know just a couple weeks ago they are like a couple weeks ago yeah the 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 young girl in South Carolina thrown across the room by the cop and that's like forty eight yeah. the cop was fired because mm-hmm. it's a new it's a oh, new, in the classroom yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. yeah so. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is a segue into, you know, we, we just have to move quickly because we've got a lot of time here. We don't, we don't have a lot of time. Uh, so I want to talk about Inside Man a little bit because that was such a different movie for you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great, it's one of my favorite movies because it's just, it's just such a tight, it's a classic like heist film and it's right. so tightly done and Clive Owen is just, you know, you go, why aren't you James Bond? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Clive is the man. He's the yeah. man. You and like just, him in the Nick? I just gotta check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first couple episodes. I mean, he's Here's amazing. He, he he's a dude who could he could do whatever he wants to, and he's only doing what he wants to do. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't feel pressure. But that it it was a Spike Lee joint, but it didn't have the feeling of like we we talk about the early Spike Lee joint. Surrealness. About, yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of a very it's a heist movie. Yeah, you know, you know one of the Scott brothers could have directed that one or somebody else, but you guys brought your thing to it. What was it? Yeah, I mean, how did that come together? Well, it was a great original script by Russell Gerwitz. And uh, there was an auction on the script. So what does that mean, an auction on the script? They put it out and, like, studios bid in it. Okay. And Imagine Entertainment, which is uh, Ron, Ron Howard, Howard and yeah. Brian Grazier, they bought it, okay. bid everybody else. And uh, they bought it for Mr. Howard, for Ron. Ron's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. true directed. Yeah. And uh, he decided not to do it. And 
I guess flip the script. Yeah. And a low low. We've been there. We've all been there. Tough business. Tough yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to skip this. Got to slip the script on the low low. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, great, great experience making that film. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite directors. Great New York director, the great Sidney Lumet. Oh, yes, mm. yes. And so one of my favorite films is Dog, Dog the, the Afternoon. Afternoon yeah. and in fact, I think I, I think the fourth anniversary DVD just came out. Oh wow. oh wow! And I showed it to my class. I'm a I'm a tenured professor at NYU. Right at film school, I went. Me and Ernst, me Ernst and Ang Lee, all classmates together. Oh wow! And uh, I showed it to my class. Many who had not seen the film. When we were in pre-production for. Inside Man, we I showed the cast and crew Dog the Afternoon like two or three times. Mm. We paid homage to Sidney Lament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for example, remember the guy that delivers the pizza? Yeah, yeah. To the hostages mm-hmm. in Dog the Afternoon? Yeah, yeah. We tracked him down. Oh, wow. So he delivered pizza to the hostages in Inside Man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an but, Easter egg nobody's ever going to notice. But the thing, no. The pizza Inside Man was from Styles Famous. Oh, wow. How did I never see that? I've seen that movie so many times. The box is from Styles Famous being from oh, Do the Right yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. Of course. Of and, course. and also, Holy her shit. name. Marsha Jean Kurtz. Marsha Jean Kurtz. She was a hostage. She, she's the lady who's like doesn't want to get naked, right? She's the one... An inside man yeah. did not want when Clive Owen take off your clothes. Yeah. yeah, she was also one of the hostages in uh in uh, man. In, how in, did in, the in internet not afternoon. know this? Like how did, well, yeah. how did Reddit not know this? Uh, and another thing. And another. You got yeah. And another yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and working with Denzel, there's a thing about it though is that Clive's role is so integral because we need when most actors gotta go toe to toe with Denzel. Mm-hmm. It's a slaughter. Mm-hmm. So we need, just for the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need yeah. someone who's not going to be punked yes, yes. by D and, and let uh, it just run over him. Yeah, and that scene where they finally, where they meet for the first time and Clive's got the mask on and they do go back and forth and mm-hmm. Clive is, every, it's, like, it's like a dance and he's able to dance. Toe to toe. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you needed. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. The Denzel's like, going to run over the guy. It's no good not for worthy, the film. He's not a worthy, and plus that guy has, you have to believe that guy out outfoxes everybody including right. Denzel but he's so that's the thing about him he's so slow and deliberate in that he's so yeah. <clears throat> he's in such control yeah. you never feel like you know whereas Denzel his character is sort of almost he's frantically got like, got a, like, he's got more pressure on him than Clive yeah. Owen has on him but there's a script for the sequel yeah. that, that should have been made here's the thing I don't understand we've been yeah. waiting for this yeah. here's the thing I don't understand yeah if there's one thing studios do, if this film is successful, what do they do? Sequel. Make more. How F- fi- prequel. Yeah. Fourquel. Universal. Eightquel. What, yeah. what number are you up to on <clears throat> Fast and the Furious? Uh, seven. Step. Why hasn't... coming out. Why hasn't my film, I think Denzel 2, most successful film... Yeah, but financially, that's like your, the biggest box office. For me, I think it might be Denzel 2. Yeah. Why has it not been a sequel to that film? Well, that's a question I I thought I assumed you had liked. Assumed you, I, I thought it was happening. Yeah, yeah. I want to do it. 
Uh, Clyde wanted to do it. That's why. And do you, it, it, uh, you don't know what, it just can't get a straight answer or don't? You got to go ask some people over there at Universal. Okay, right, well, let's, Denzelitz, as we call the people yeah. who follow our podcast, Denzelitz, <laughs> tweet at Universal. I'm yeah. sure they got a Twitter handle. <laughs> let's get insane. Let's, let, we should green light Inside Man too. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. you would like to see those characters in another scenario together. Yes. Just Clive Owen and but Denzel. Think about, but don't leave out Jordy Foster too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jo- Jodie Foster was killing. She was killing. That scene with her and Denzel. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like a battle royale of just these these monster was actors. Christopher Plummer and then yeah. all the- Christopher Plummer. Uh-huh. Woo! Just the way he sort of moved when he sits down in the fle- in the police. Okay, I'll just sit right here. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna. This is so. Willem Dafoe, Chew and Tell, Chew and Tell. Yeah, who Denzel's kind of be like, hey guy, America. Here's a guy who's kind of like me who could do the job, and we're like, no, we're still sitting with you. I mean, we love him, but so okay, well, I'm gonna go deep cut Denzelatry geek here. Uh-oh. Something me and Kevin have talked about a lot, and this is not. We didn't write this down as a note. There's a scene at the end of the movie. When Denzel is talking to the chief of police, whoever his boss is, and he's saying, he's telling him what's happening, and he's reading off his notes, and he coughs. And we have noticed in Denzel movies, there's times where it's like you can see him, like, cough or misspeak misspeak a line, and it just keeps rolling. Man on Fire, he does that. He starts reading a number, and 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 he's literally reading it, and he's like, no, excuse me, it's 781. is there? Is there? A th- I don't. I can't answer that question. You can't answer that question. What's this? <laughs> no, 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 we we just. It's, it's not even. It's just. Like, I knew it was too. It was a deep cut question. That's, but that's too deep for me. But it's like if you sit. I, mean, I love Denzel. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> I knew we were gonna go deep. I knew we were gonna go deep. Yeah. That's deep. Officially, deep. officially yeah. went too far. Officially, I found where the level is, Denzel. It's, I found where the level is. You. I don't want anybody to say you didn't ask enough questions. I have officially. When Spike asked Lee questions. says, "What are you talking when about?" Spike Lee says, "Settle down. Settle down." He's just an actor he's just an actor he's just a man okay so just talk about the work of Denzel his working style like you say like he wouldn't let you name that one character uh Monroe or like you know like it, it, he says he's a very method actor and does stuff on the and, you know and he's doing different words from Malcolm X speeches is he is he a guy where you feel like he you give him the script and he's like this is just the stuff I'm working with and I might riff or improv or no he he we talk we we Spend time in pre-production going over the script, mm-hmm. and he'll say like, "Can I say this better?" You know, so uh, he just wants it to be the best thing possible. And Denzel's a very, very generous actor. I mean, many films. He said, "Give, give the line to this other person." You know, oh, who okay. give lines away? Oh, yeah. wow. to wow. other actors in the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen actors who the opposite. Yeah. They want to take they, they want to take lines from other people. Oh, yeah. They yeah. want to bogart lines. Yeah. Huh. You they want to say all the cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's We've not heard deep. Of that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So in and, and uh And, and, and look, we were talking about sports. Yeah. That's the equivalent of the selfish ball player mm-hmm. who always cares about his stats. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and not about if we're gonna win or lose. Yes. Just yeah. want to pad his numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not like he's not a, like we used to say, the guy shooting all the time, he's not a chucker. <laughs> he's not a chucker. He's, he's not, not a chucker. He's not a chucker. He's not. Uh, he's I, I, don't, I don't want to mention any yeah. names, but the Knicks have had some. Uh, some. Uh, I don't mention any names. I won't mention any names. Uh, but then, well, to that though, looks good though. Is I, I mean, are there times when the two of you, you know, you're working on, it, you're looking at a script, you're, and where you can't agree on it on a specific choice or a thing? How do you, you know, how I do it? Yeah. Okay, Denzel. <laughs> 
You got it. You got it, baby. You know, that's the right idea. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about. <laughs> I was crazy. I, I went crazy oh. for a second. I lost my natural black mind for a second. I lost my natural black mind. Oh, mind. man, man. Yeah. All right, well. Uh, <laughs> well, I said he's Jordan, right? Yeah, he said he's Jordan. And if you can be pipping like that, yeah, man. <laughs> Of course you get the last shot. I didn't know what I was thinking. I'll sit on the bench and watch you take it. Uh, so Denzel as a director. Let's let's get the little. Then we'll get to Chirac. Denzel as a director. He's he's just announced he's going to direct uh, do all August Wilson plays, which yes. I would imagine you as a director might be like, hey, wait a minute. He's, no, I'm going to do one of them. Okay, okay. He okay. asked. He told me the other day. Oh wow. Oh, oh okay. Wait so a minute. He, but he's doing the first one. He's doing the first Defenses, one. Fences, right? Okay. okay. Yeah. And do you have you talked to him about being a director? Has he bent your ear? Has he pulled your coat for? No, what Denzel does when he's doing a, getting ready to do a movie, he says, "I need an editor." You know, technical people. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. ask me what how he knows how to direct. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. No, it's just about. So you say, "I'll do all great actors, not a director." No, but Denzel does. Okay, so. okay. So you don't get any three AM phone calls like I can't nah, figure out how to nah, how to nah, frame nah, this or nah, nah, nah. okay, but you nah, never. Okay, all right, uh, and and yeah, so that's cool. We just broke some news here. You're gonna be directing one of the August Wilson plays, uh, movie on HBO. Okay, and uh, Kevin, you got any? So, when, you know, you're talking about him as a director and also as an actor, how has he evolved? I mean, you've worked for, with him for a long time. So when you look at Denzel now, well, he was see- more, he was more better. Ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety. Yep. So we're in 2015 now. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was that? That's 25 years. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So has he have you seen him evolve as an actor? I mean, you know, twenty five years on anybody makes him change. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, uh he could do anything. He's very versatile. Mm-hmm. You brought up Harrison Ford and how some people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Spike listened to the show. That's blowing my mind I, yeah. right now. Harrison like, Ford, yeah, we talked about how everybody can't. We've we broken Denzel's career. And then you, just, you, brought, you brought up DNA, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say melon after that DNA. <laughs> <laughs> well, black don't crack. Yeah, right? Black don't oh, crack, man. yeah. So, yeah, we talked about his, he's, we've broken his career into phases. And it starts what, out what are like the, the phases? The phases are, and we named them all after uh, movies, uh, names of his movies. So, there's the first phase is the is a, a soldier story because mm-hmm. it's a working actor trying to he's trying to make his name in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, the second phase we call the glory era when he it's at post glory when people go this guy's somebody we need to watch. Yeah. And We're then, making hay and yeah. the making hay. Yeah, he's making hay. People know his name. Mm-hmm. And the next era is uh, the he got game era. The man because he's the man. Like people know this is post Malcolm X. People mm-hmm. know he's the man. There's yeah. no question. Then after he wins the Oscar for Training Day, we call that the Man on Fire. He's an icon. He could people are just like Denzel Washington is like a noun and an yeah. adjective and a verb. The victory lap. The victory. It's just, he can do whatever. He starts to direct more. He mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants to do. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't matter what he's in. He's big on the poster. He's the, and then this current era we had broke, which has been since uh, the. Has it been? Since it's been equal- since uh, since unstop uh, taking Pelham one two three. Yeah, it's we, it's the old man action era. Because all of the movies since then, except for Flight, are basically, uh, and even Flight isn't kind of an old man action movie, but it's a, it are movies where he's basically doing his, he's, he's, he's having fun. Yeah, like he's, he's on a train, he's, he's running around in unstoppable. He's running, he's, he's, he's big, I'm sure these big paychecks are coming in because these are all big grossing movies. Yeah. yeah. Safe house, r- running around, you yeah. know, shooting guns and, you know. And it feels very different from ass. like the era that you were with him a lot because that, you guys were like, out the, you know, that was the era where he really, it's, a, it's again, that's the, he got game era. Like he was, he was, became an, uh, 
a major actor. So yeah. this is him like at age 60 or in his late 50s into 60s. You know, this is the old, and now Magnificent Seven's coming out next and he's going to do a sequel to The Equalizer. And, you know, these are fun movies. Yeah. But it's not the same as, you know, it's a different level of acting than from before. Yeah. But my question. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Like, nah, that's it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Has your, as, has your, I mean, aside from him evolving as an actor, the way you two work together, has that process evolved or changed a lot? Is there a shorthand or? We've never had any, like, incidents or disagreements. I mean, it's just like we always, like, we like each other. This is the thing about it, though. We never really hung out, though. Oh, yeah. Mm. So the only time I really see Denzel when we're working together or when I go to L.A. and see him courtside when the Knicks were in, in the Lakers. <laughs> well, in that then, it's I see a, him or, or I go to opening on yeah, the yeah. Broadway show. So yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. like, you never like, so it's a work, it's, a, it's a good working relationship. Working yeah. relationship. That's, yeah. and, and my our wives are friends too. Okay. 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 Oh, Pauletta and, and and Tanya, my wife, they see each other. They see each other more than, than me and Denzel. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so let's we we we've kept you longer than we say we can keep you. So I've, I and I want to. This is stuff I want to know about too. It's not Denzel related. Although I wonder if you asked him to be in Chirac if that was no. a, okay. All right. Didn't have the budget. Didn't have the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how much is the budget? Okay, let's not uh, let's not embarrass ourselves <laughs> by asking him. But Chirac is about to, is about to come out. It's December fourth. December fourth. Mm-hmm. The trailer just came out a couple days ago, and there was a lot of reaction about the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've heard from people who were excited about it, to people who. The, the I have st- social media. You have social. Yes, yeah. you are active on social media. You've been. You've gotten in trouble on social media for being active on social media. Mm-hmm. So you know how that goes. And some people. To me, here's what I'll tell my story from this. So I saw the trailer. And to me, it just felt like such prime era, like Spike Lee yes. '90s, like for uh, Spike Lee joint, like just with with bright colors and Samuel L. Jackson, and it's it's an allegory clearly. And I didn't at that point I didn't know it was based on the strata. I'm like, this is clearly like yeah. This the is problem the, like, is that people most- in Chicago know what that what that word means. <laughs> Or satire. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I, I do feel like people, because here's the thing that, that sort of blew my mind, and this is an age different thing, because as much as you call us young, we ain't as young as the young people. Uh, these youngins. Huh? These young, <laughs> youngins. I feel, like these young I, yeah. I feel like I'm in the age of Spike Lee movies. Like, I was in a teenager when those movies started coming out, and so those movies were part of my education. Yeah. And so when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is right in your wheelhouse. I trust Spike Lee to make a movie about a difficult situation that mixes comedy and drama because I saw Do the Right Thing in the movie theater. Yeah. Let's say, let's, can we use the word humor instead of comedy? Humor, humor. I'm sorry, yes. I'm, as a comedian, I, yeah, I understand. But hu- uh, the mix of humor and drama, because Do the Right Thing had that too. Do the Right Thing is funny as a motherfucker. Yeah, and then, it, and then as soon as Mookie breaks the window with the thing, it's like, oh, we're, the, this, this tone has shifted. And right. mm-hmm. I remember, I, do my, I'm real quick, Do the Right Thing, Chicago, saw it, late show, opening night, Fight breaks out in the front row, and I remember standing up going, I can't see Rosie Perez dance. <laughs> I was like, everybody stop. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> trying to, so. You know, I, that was the first film that uh, Barack, that was the first date he took oh, Michelle wow. to see Do the Right Thing. Oh, look at that. First date. So I guess I feel like I trust, you know, you to make this kind of food. But I feel like a lot of people, maybe for some of these millennials, their first Spike Lee movie was Inside Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so they don't have the same connection to, and I haven't seen the movie yet. I ho- I'm certainly going to see it. But I, they don't have the same connection to that 
that prime Spike Lee era stuff that I did seeing it in the theater. It's mm-hmm. weird that they don't know this is the guy to do that movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, that's who you, you call. Like, and I think I kind of think they want, like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but want I, they want the men- wire. Menace. Menace. Menace to society. Menace society. You know, yeah, yeah. They we want to. We weren't, weren't doing that. So. And and also, like I said, I didn't know it was based on Lestrade until I did research on it. But I think that's the other thing too, like not knowing that it's no. This is the tone of a thing that you're doing. It's an adaptation, that a Satire. modern day adaptation. Right. Yeah. And if you'd called it Lestrade instead of uh, Chirac, you know, then your box office gross. Well, it's not even gross. We really, uh, myself and and the uh, co-writer, yeah, Kim Wilmot, we we wanted this film to take place. In Chirac, I mean, we were getting criticized for the title, but we we did not we did not make up that title. That title mm-hmm. was made up by uh, L.A. rappers, and uh, it's amazing to me that people are more worked up about the title of film than a nine year old being executed. Yes. So something's wrong there. Mm-hmm. Something's I, wrong. Yeah, I I do. I mean, I, I understand it's a, it's a very loaded situation and a mm-hmm. very difficult situation. And like I said, I lived in Chicago, but I did not live in, I did not, I lived on the Hyde Park is where the Chicago is. So it's a very protected space in the middle of the South side mm-hmm. of Chicago. So I don't want to speak from that. Say, but I do understand where that, I, I was near there, mm-hmm. but I, I, I totally get people are scared. And I, I totally get people are afraid of Hollywood taking advantage of, of your, of the story. Yeah. I just personally feel like if, if if I hear that a director's doing that and it's you, I go, I'm I'm gonna yeah. go see it before I cast any before I cast rocks at it. You know what Night. I mean? I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna and I I feel like we live in a social media age where people when they were judging it by the trailer, I'm like, wait, wait till you go. Yeah. Wait till you. Well, but I, you know, I can also get that people live there are scared. Yeah. And scared this is gonna and, somehow and, make and, it worse. And people and it's rightfully so, people are very sensitive. Yes. And also People have, uh, uh, I feel, some severe inferiority complex when it comes to New York and from Chicago. Mm. And Spike Lee, this New York nigga, he, uh, he ain't know nothing about the hood. Uh, he ain't kill nobody. Yeah. He ain't bust no caps. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. I'm not killing anybody. <laughs> and I won't. Breaking news. Spike Lee has not killed anybody and he refuses to. Yeah. And it's also. They, they did. And amazing. The same thing applies. Nick Cannon, he ain't no gangster. He ain't no savage. He ain't shot nobody. He ain't got no bodies on him. Yeah. That that mentality is is, is mind-boggling. It's super frustrating. And I'll tell you, it, it makes me think of when we were doing yeah. Totally Bias. I think you know where I'm going. We <clears throat> did a segment where I was uh, arrested. And uh, and cop shoving me against the wall and arresting me. And I didn't even remember what the bit was. But I just heard the their crowd gathered watching us shoot this, and I heard one brother go, "Yeah, you could tell that brother ain't been arrested before." And I was like, "No, <laughs> that's a good thing." Oh, yeah. right, come on now. Uh, the, the thing you know makes me think of is we used to talk about this back in the day with Fifty Cent and uh, and uh, and and Ja Rule. That Fifty Cent was like, "Ja Rule's a fake gangster," and Ja Rule's career got destroyed over that. I felt like we just wanted Ja Rule to go, "Yeah." I'm a fake gangster. <laughs> I'm a musician. I'm trying to make music. I'm not trying to live that life. Yeah. It's it's a, it's an unfortunate attitude that, you know, if, oh, oh, you ain't real. And I and let me just be really real about it. Nobody when 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 uh, Ridley Scott directs American Gangster, everybody goes, "He's from New Zealand. He ain't yeah. no he ain't no New York." But here's York. the thing, though. We get in trouble as a people. We make aspirations. 
All right. If you're educated, you've never been to jail, never shot nobody, then not have a kid when you're 12 years old, then you ain't gangster. Yeah. You ain't real. You ain't keeping it real. The whole thing's upside down. Mm-hmm. Where ignorance is being championed and intelligence is being pummeled. Mm-hmm. So the whole value system mm-hmm. is, is twisted. Mm-hmm. But we can't give up on the young brothers. You know, we got we to we help them. No, no. Got, and a lot of the people who are, who are worried about it are activists who are in the streets doing the work. So they have a very different perspective on this yeah. than, than other people. Uh, than people, than, you know, so I get that. I totally want to make space for that. And also I feel like if you had me pick a director to handle that story, mm-hmm. it would be you. And I, do you ever get frustrated about that? Like, it's like, you don't, like, shouldn't my reputation precede me? No, you can't, you can't say that because, uh, like you alluded to, some of these cats might have never known, have seen Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. They just know me from YouTube commercial Michael Jordan. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, you know, that might be it. Yeah. Did you, when you made this, did you feel like you were, like, because when I watched it, like I said, it felt like Prime Era Spike. Did you feel like you were channeling that or was that part of the intention? No, we just want to tell, we want, the, the goal of this film is to save lives. We want to bring global attention to what's happening in the South Side of Chicago. Excuse me. Chicago is the biggest segregated city mm-hmm. in the United States of America. We started shooting Chirac June 1st. Mm-hmm. Our last day was July 9th, this past summer, mm-hmm. 2015. During that time, 331 people were wounded and shot. 65 got murdered. Jesus. New York City, New York City is three times the population of Chicago. Yet Chicago is more homicides than New York. LA is like two and a half times mm-hmm. population of Chicago. Chicago is more homicides than uh, LA. So here is black people. Mm-hmm. We could talk about Our people being shot down by private citizens and police. Mm-hmm. We talk about Black Lives Matter. I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot. But if we're going to be honest, we can't talk about that and be silent on the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not righteous. No. It is not righteous. White man did this. White cop did this. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And then we don't say shit about a Tyshawn Lee, nine years old, who gets executed. Mm-hmm. That's not the same. I'm not saying that nobody is. No, no. There, yeah, certainly yeah. there are people but, but that are activists not, who are involved. It's not the same level. It's not yeah. the same level. I mean, I, I, I hear it's that. It's not the yeah, same yeah, level. Yeah, And I hear that and I hear people say that. I, I, the thing that I fall back on sometimes, and I totally hear what you're saying, is that when you can't trust the cops, then you can't trust them to help solve this other problem. You know, and you should be able to trust have, the look, cops. Look, to, yeah. I'm not up here. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not. Waving I don't think we disagree. For, yeah, yeah. I'm not Tarantino, but. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's stupid. Nobody, nobody's going to accuse you of being Tarantino. He, as Paul Mooney would say, he's got the complexion for the protection. <laughs> you said it. Yeah. But, I mean, look at, look, do the right thing. You think that, you know, we're yeah. pro 
police were, were showing the, the 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 murder rate on him, and I was appalled to see that the same thing with the Eric Garner so much. In fact, I got my editor, Barry Brown, to intercut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah. We intercut. Eric Garner. The murder, the, the, the chokehold of Rayrahim and Eric Garner going back and forth. Damn. So, and I was out here this summer, you know, March with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're saying. No, no, no. I, I, know, I, I, know, I, know, I know, and I know, and I know. I but wanna, we yeah. can't be silent I hear you. when we are doing this to ourselves. I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and we got to. Be vocal about both. Yes. Yeah. No, that's for sure. And that's as, all and, I'm saying. And as we both be, say. Be there, vocal yeah. about both. Yeah. 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 And, and as we say, was, there are people who are vocal. And that's yeah, what yeah. this film is about. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited to see it. Like I said, I, I tweeted, and I don't think people understood what I meant that when I saw it, it made me want to uh, stand up and yell, wake up! Yeah. <laughs> and go, why are there no brothers on the wall? Like, yeah. I just, no, that like, wake so, up is used in yeah. this film again. Oh, you, but you like, by, oh, I saw that in the trailer. By Sam Jackson. Yeah. He was in it first. Yeah. 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 Mr. Mr. Senior Love Daddy and do the right thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, it, and also, didn't Lawrence Fishburne say it at the uh, end of uh, school days? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I don't mean to correct you about you. Uh, so, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's an omission. I, yeah. 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 Lawrence said it too. Yeah. So, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Mm, I can't say Larry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so, oh, it's been a we, while since Larry. That's pretty, yeah. It's apocalypse now. It's been a minute. Yeah, the apocalypse <laughs> now is when he was last time he was Larry. He came back from there like, yeah. Uh, call me Lawrence. I've seen a lot. <laughs> so, okay, man, there's so many things. We'll, we'll wrap it up on this because I feel like we got to respect your time. And I mean, I can. Now we go to another go to five minutes. Okay, good. This is the good thing. We'll yeah. wrap it up after because thank you for talking about Denzel. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for Chirac. And, and I can't wait to see it. And so here, do you think. That the Academy Award people are giving you an honorary Oscar. Oh, is to this make up for? Is this Saturday too? Is this Saturday, November fourteenth? Oh, this, this that's not. They're not waiting until the thing. It's, oh. No, you, there's a special okay thing. They they're gonna show a clip in okay. February, but this is the, the actual event. The the governor's dinner. Oh, is this? Saturday? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it'll already have happened my time. But here's my question: Shouldn't they just re-legislate what happened before and just give you an Oscar to do the right thing? <laughs> Shouldn't they? Isn't that what we're really doing? <laughs> Isn't that what we're really like? Oops! Like hey, oops! Hey, I'm gonna name names. Driving. Uh, <laughs> well, we can name names. Training day. Whoa! Oh, here we go. Oh, and, uh, I talked talk, talk about this before. Yeah. <laughs> it's the proverbial makeup call. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Yeah. They do it in sports. They do it in Cami Ward. Well, we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That, let's break it down, though. Al Pacino won for Scent of a Woman. Yeah. Al Pacino was nominated for what? Godfather One, Godfather Two, mm-hmm. Dog the Afternoon, mm-hmm. Serpico. I think it's one thing. Uh, Scarface. Al Pacino. How he not win one of those? He lost to Art Carney for Harry and Tonto instead of for Hell no. <laughs> yeah. And then he nominated the not. for ju- and Justice for All in 1980. Uh, and he lost to Dustin Hoffman for Kramer versus Kramer. That's a legit loss. What about and then Dog Glenn the Afternoon? Uh, Al Pacino. Look, Al Pacino's he, a bad He lost to uh, Jack Nicholson for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's a, oh, that's, that's that's a toss-up. A, that's a toss-up. Yeah. But I do think Art Carney— Al Pacino is a bad motherfucker. Well, then he also Check. nominated for Dick Tracy and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but he did not— he did not win those either. So how many nominations are before— so before, before, before One, two, three, four, five, six, seven— so Al, the great, great Al Pacino got nominated seven times, and and 
did not come up as a winner. Technically, Glenn Ross is the same year as Cinderella Woman. But anyway, yes, six times before, yeah. And he got two it, nominations that year? In one, yeah, according to this. For Central Woman and Glenn? And Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. So, Denzel's young. Mm-hmm. You're a one foot glory. Mm-hmm. We jerked Al six times. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Four. Yeah, yeah, Four yeah. legitimate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, can yeah. say yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, Joel Gray. Uh, Joel Gray. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Denzel no. kills it. In Mal- mm-hmm. He already has one. Yeah. yeah. Alpha never won one. Yeah. We don't know if he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go with Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Denzel comes back with what? I feel like it's just a repeating shitty cycle. So we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I feel like I'd be remiss without bringing this up. Yeah. Uh, about, like, we've had actors talk about this, that they, that some people, you never win for what you're supposed to win for. Everybody yeah. agrees on that. And that Denzel, do you think Denzel was not... Oscar worthy in Trading Day, or this thing? No, he I, won never, I will never. Okay, okay right. I will let the record state, <laughs> Mr. Denzel Washington. Let the record state. Yes. In no way, shape, or form <laughs> did I say that Denzel Washington should not be considered yes. for any Oscar. Yes. That he's not worthy for anything he's ever, yes. ever, ever been yeah. nominated for. Spike Denzel, we're, we're about oh, to, we're about Denzel, to. you know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make this fifth film, baby. <laughs> I okay to the Denzel's listening like, okay. Right. <laughs> Send him the Christmas card. Okay. Yeah. For a second, I thought we'd take him off the Christmas list, but go ahead. He cleaned it up. These two oh, Negroes D. almost Fox Newsed him. And D, him in- D, we go back. We go way back like a 6'7 Cadillac. What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, so you, so that's all I'm saying. For you. Ask me the question again. So do you think that the Academy Awards... No, the other question. Oh, should is this just a way to make up for the fact you did not win? No, for, the other question about, about Denzel and, yeah. and, and was Denzel worthy to win for training? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I voted for him. <laughs> Any time you nominate, vote for him. I don't care who. <laughs> I don't care. If he, you don't care if he's competing against you. Yeah. I'm never gonna be a best friend. <laughs> uh, I'm both over the jump. Yeah, yeah. So, so is this? So now I'm asking you the question. Is this is the academy? Is this their way of saying, "Oops, we should have given you one for do the right thing"? Well, or Mal- and Malcolm X. I would say body work because I mean, you, it's now, certainly, a, certainly. It, I mean, di- directorial, mm-hmm. twenty fifth hour. Yeah. Uh, inside, do you feel, do you feel too young for this a lifetime achievement award? Shoot, you know what the alternative was? What? Alternative? What? The wheel my ass out there in a wheelchair and have a respirator. When you don't even know what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Why tire? You're like this. <laughs> Slobbering coming down my face. Twitching. When you, when you don't even know what's happening or like, what you're there for? What? Like, I was in my house I, 10 minutes ago. I'd be like, I'd be like, fight the power. <laughs> fight the power. Fight the powers that be. Elvis was a hero the man. Bring them this shit to me. Motherfucker, the simple plane. Fuck him and John Wayne. <laughs> they, just, they just take the mic away from him and the music comes up. That was Spike Lee. That was 117-year-old Spike Lee. Yeah, so, so you're fine with this it This is better with alternative. I'm telling oh, you that. Man. But you can still party afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, but yes. we got to give love to... Cheryl Boone Isaacs, 
Oh, yeah, she's the African-American woman. Yeah, president of the Academy. President of the the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. It is is her mission to diversify the voting members of the Academy. Mm -hmm. So got Chris Rock, again, the MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, And you'll be there that night, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, I can't Re- yeah, got, got, got Reggie Warrington. Uh, Reggie, Reggie Hudlin. Reg, excuse me, Reggie Hudlin. Yeah. He's one of the co-producers. Do you get to do you get to edit the montage of your films? No. Sam Pollard, okay. uh, one of my fine editors, is doing okay, it. Okay, good, oh, good, cool. good, good. When is this going to air? This is this will air uh, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Yeah. So we're talking about... Oh, so uh, I can give away something. I can give away something. If, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to keep in the room now. Okay. 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 People, the reason why I'm saying this is because we're taping this before it's going to air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's really like a unlock, but we can say it's, it's coming after the, the event. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, Samuel Jackson, and Wesley Snipes are going to present me my Oscar. What the hell? So can you imagine that picture with four of us, oh, all the hands in the Oscar? That, that that pick is going around the world. Yeah, it is. That's gonna get some. That's gonna get some Instagram likes. That's gonna get some. Uh, that's and gonna get some retweets on. On top of that, my main man Michael Jordan. Let's <clears throat> lean into the mic for this. My main Michael Jordan has made me some gold leaf Jordans <sighs> to wear to the Oscar. It's it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. That's, I think uh, it's the twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Spike. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than uh, you. We have gold leaf. I mean, Jordans. I just got them the other day. Gotta be the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrapping it up yeah. there. We're wrapping that it up it. there. We can't. <laughs> My we, main man. We can't get, we can't oh, get any more. But Spike Lee, thank you for coming thank on the Thank you so show. much, man. Thank you. Thank we, you. I, please, please come back. I feel like oh, we just yeah, scratched definitely. a lot of services. But please come back next I'm gonna, time. I'm going to tell. You guys got to give me this tape. Okay. Okay. On a DVD or a drive. And yeah. I will get it to Denzel. I'm going to let you guys know. <laughs> because I'm going to get it to D. Okay, uh, all right. Can we hear that, Earwolf? Yeah. I want to make sure that we all. Okay, John <laughs> yeah. in the studio, you got that? Can I get independent verification? You got that on the mic? Oh, you got it. Okay, and, all right. And you guys are doing a great show because, you know, Thank you, it's, man. It's, it's not very often that people present our great artists mm-hmm. the way. Like, people may think that this show is a joke. This, what you, this show, what you guys are doing, is not a joke. It's about the greatest living actor mm-hmm. on this earth. Mm-hmm. And. It's exploration of his craft. It's not just saying he's great, he's great, he's great. You're breaking it down. Why is the great? Yes. And we don't do that with ourselves, you yeah. know. So you guys do a great service. And I'm glad to be on your show. I'm glad to, to come back. Thank Keep you. Going. It's like quite- I said, young brothers. <laughs> <laughs> young brothers, that's what we need, man. I appreciate young that. Young brothers, uh, you, we, it's, it's, it's on you guys now, you know. Come on. All right. We do. Okay. Come on. Come okay. on with the come on. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're coming on. Yeah. And, and this will certainly help put some wind underneath our wings. So yeah, we yeah man. That. Just don't, don't, man. People listen to you. Keep doing what you're doing. And we're going to spread the word. 
get it going. You know, we All need right. we need this show. We need All this right. show. All right. Well, thank we and you so we, much, we thank you, Spike, and we and we got a T-shirt of your size on the way. We we got. Some, oh, yeah. I got some Chirac. Yeah, too. Oh, here okay. we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Last time I bought a uh, Spike Lee merchandise, it was bootleg. So I'm happy to have, <laughs> happy to have some officially licensed gear. Yeah. But thank you, Spike. Thank you. Dude. Oh, right, this thank is you brilliant. So much. This is brilliant. Bet, 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 bet. Well, Denzel, it's, uh, everybody sit back, take a breath. And yeah. uh, wh- what else can we say? We will see you guys next time. Thanks again to Spike Lee. Yeah. Later. Your dig show enough. <laughs> It's funny thing, I, I saw John with the levels because it got so loud and he's like, these mics need to set the white guy levels. We need to keep running. Oh, <laughs> brother's man. in here making noise. <laughs> man, this is great. Well, um, yeah, Hingeless. Hingeless doesn't really describe um, what we, how we feel uh, even a week later. Um, man, that was that was pretty amazing. A pretty amazing day for us. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you again, yeah, Spike Lee. How could they not have enjoyed it? I, I know, mean, right? If you don't enjoy it, you don't like joy. Then yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't like Denzel. You don't like Spike. You don't yeah. like us. What are you doing? Why yeah. are you listening? Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, thanks to Spike Lee. Um, thanks to Janicia Francis. Yeah, of, of Tea with Queen and Jay. Yeah, and um, here's the interesting thing. It sort of continued yeah. after the podcast, and um, we uh, we spent a little more time with Spike um, watching his new movie. Yeah. And um, so... We got invited to a thing to watch his new movie. Yeah, a very interesting story. Um, we're we're going to get into that in the next podcast, so stay tuned. Um, but until then, thanks again for listening. Thanks for uh, for, for being ex- excited about as excited yeah. as we are about yeah. this, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks again to Spike Lee, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Oh, but also don't forget, like I said, recording a comedy special. Uh, if if it should be out in the world by now, uh, if not, I'll send out links. You'll see it uh, December second in Brooklyn. Peace. Hey, it's Sean Clements from Hollywood Handbook, and that's an Earwolf podcast. And it's come to my attention that Earwolf and Howl has been doing a nefarious activity where they are sneaking uh, clips from other shows into the end of podcasts. And it happened on ours, and I thought it was morally questionable at best and we should we would never do that to you try to trick us into listening to our podcast so this is just me making announcement to you a listener of a different show that we will never ever try to sneak a clip of our show into the end of another show because frankly it's disgusting to me and i hope i Hope, I hope that they do not attach a clip of my show that they feel would be a highlight and a selling point to an uninitiated listener onto the end of this message. It would defeat the entire purpose of what I'm saying, and they promised me they wouldn't. And so now what's going to happen is I'll stop talking and nothing else will play afterwards. And that's the way I want it. And that's what's good. And you're welcome for me being so righteous. There are just so many other options for who could have done this. Some of the really tough guys out there. Maybe someone actually tough. Who should have been the Batman. For example, how about one of these Metallica guys? Nothing's tougher than rocking, rocking so hard. On the drums. It could have been, and I hate to say this, but what about Kim Jong-un? Yes, what about Kim Jong-un? Who's scarier and tougher? And who's rich and can afford all those gadgets? Yes. Hollywood Hamburg.
pop. 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 This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com. <laughs>